Hi everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Swiss Done with me, Paul Ologboy. This is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything on my mind this week. With that being said, let's jump right into it. So, if you're listening to this, it's been a couple of days since Christmas. So I'll start by saying um, happy belated Christmas, happy belated holidays, happy belated first of season to you. Hope you had a great time celebrating um, with yourself, with your family, with your loved ones. Hope you had a, 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 a nice time together, cherishing the moments and stuff like that. And yes, 2021 coming to an end. What a year. <laughs> what a year has been. But yes, my, my Christmas, it was a bit flat. It's a bit flat. I'll be honest about that. Not really felt festive. Simply because quite a lot of stuff have happened this year that's meant what has always felt like traditional to me and my family of always being together during the christmas time has kind of felt has, hasn't been the case this year um normally we have one or both my parents around um i have my siblings around my my siblings extended extended family my brother's wife a kid we always have them around so it always felt a lot more festive but right now it's not the case because a lot of us are all in like all no different places we had great life changing moves this year um so my brother's up north uh one of my sisters in korea my other sister is in nigeria my mom and my dad so i'm just here like okay <laughs> what do i do with myself <laughs> but yes i am thankful to have my family around me my friends around me those i care about um, i cherish every moment with them because 2021 has definitely been an eye-opening year i always lead with gratitude and i'm grateful to still have them in my life and um yes 2021 Wow, we're just going to have to keep ticking, we just have to keep ticking along. But yes, it's kind of a bit of a, a flat festive season for me. I've just not felt very celebra- um, celebratory, if that's the way, right word to say. And I'm butchering some words in the dictionary right now, but bear with me. <laughs> uh, but yes, my my spirit hasn't been that high, but I keep pushing and I keep pushing. And, and I think maybe it's because I had I had a bit of a head start when it comes to the, the festive season. Because um, I took a couple of days out at the start of the month and um, ventured out to the Cotswold. And um, yeah, I have to say, beautiful place, beautiful place, the Cotswold. For years, I've been trying to get to get myself to the Cotswold, but finally got a chance to go. And I have to say, uh, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed the place. It's good to get out of the city because I, I normally spend the majority of my life in the city of London. So it was just great to be out of the whole hustle and bustle of London, the whole metropolitan lifestyle of London. And just going to a place where my things felt a bit slower. People felt a bit more relaxed. The first of season actually was kicking off way early over there. So it was just good to be around that vibe, around that energy. So yeah, I spent a couple of days um, out there with a girlfriend. Um, it was nice. It was um, it was a nice environment. Enjoyed the place. Went off a couple of couple of walks. We actually ended up staying at um, Morton and Marsh. Um, that was our main our main base for a couple of days. But Ended up going around to Stone the Wall, Broadway, um, Barton and Water, Chipping Camden, Upper Slaughter, Lower Slaughter. I'd say the views were amazing. Even though it was like, you know, like winter winter weather, but it was amazing. The way the weather held off nicely. I really enjoyed it. And um, yes, I think I'll definitely be going back again. Um I feel I feel like living Living the city and going out there is a good way to kind of like distress and kind of like clear your mind and come back with a nice clear view um, and a nice relaxed body. So I'm definitely looking forward to going back there again. But that was like my start. Like that was my first time 
of the year. And it, it happened a couple of days and it was like, boom, it's done. <laughs> and I haven't actually felt very festive out since then. Uh, but it is what it is. But while I was out there, a couple of things happened that was quite interesting. I think this is where it kind of leads into the topic. <laughs> it kind of leads into this episode in a sense. And what I want to cover in this episode, it's the bubble. Basically, let's talk about the bubble. So a lot, a lot of us, we live in a bubble. We live, we live, we, we don't live in a bubble of who we who we choose to, choose to associate with, um, the cultures we associate with, the people we associate with, the places that we live, and the things that happen around. We live in bubbles, and I think it takes it takes you living your bubble to see how other people live. And while <laughs> while we were out there in the Cotswold, um, where we stayed was mostly all either white people, which is cool. Uh, so you, I tend to stick out uh, but it was cool i enjoyed myself over there it was it was nice but the place we were staying at they had a bar um which we kind of ventured the first night but then we also ventured again um a couple of times and on one of the nights that we were there um this was actually when they had the formula one race going on the the race before before the final race and it was between lewis and verstappen and uh, me and the girlfriend we, we love formula one so we were we were just keeping a track of what was going on uh, on the sky on the sky mobile app and just kind of like i mean getting along with it drinking a couple of <laughs> having a couple of drinks i was on my mold wine i was drinking mold wine like water <laughs> i love mold wine yo if you want to get me something get me a pack of mold wine <laughs> well yes I was just enjoying myself. Um, it was nice. It was a cool vibe. Had a fireplace kicking. We were just enjoying it. And um, there were a couple of people in there as well. Mostly older people. Mostly older older white people having having their, having a nice chillaxing time between um, um, around the fires just talking about stuff. Uh, but we kind of stuck out a little bit. But it was cool. It was cool. And as the conversation was kicking up, it, it kind of went into Formula One. And um, there was a couple that was there that was kind of also into the Formula One and trying to keep a track of it. So we were entertaining the conversation here and there, here and there, until the conversation kind of like they joined outside of things. And this is where this is where I talk about the bubble and understanding like we come I come from London. And most of the people I associate with are from London and we have a view of what things are, what what topics are, um, what we think about progression in life, fighting for um, equality and that kind of stuff, major social debates and stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of people kind of like have that same, maybe have that same mindset, especially in a place like London and those key metropolitan cities. But when you go outside, you find a whole different view, viewpoints of people. And this is not to say people are uneducated and stuff like that. Mostly people's people's, People, the way people look at stuff is through the life experience. And that's the one thing I've always held on to. And that's the one thing I preach a lot to people. I'm like, you have to understand. Some people, you might think, that, oh, because they hold a view, it's because they might be they, they might be racist, they're not sexist, they're not this, they're not that, or whatever the case might be. But in, case, but in most cases, it's because they come from a sect of society that lives that, that life. So it takes a lot for people to live and find out what is actually going on outside the bubble. But while we were there, conversation was kicking off, and they were talking about Formula One. And and and, and one thing we noticed, they kept on asking us about age. Oh, you're so young. You're so young in your thirties. Look at you guys, so young. We're in our we're in our sixties. But it was good. We we're having a, we we're having an um, just an entertaining discussion about Formula One history, history of Formula One, and stuff like that. And then the conversation started to progress. Like before we know, they kind of joined outside a little bit. And um, conversations are kind of going into 
various other spaces and they were talking about uh what if what they've done as a as, as a couple when it comes to business um, what a financial crisis of 2008 meant for them as well um how it literally took them from from a to to literally like boom crashing down um they were working if i remember the couples were working in um in international trade when it comes to uh machineries and stuff like that mostly i think tractors and stuff like that and um yeah like they literally said to put in a million a million pound uh into buying machinery and literally <laughs> they couldn't be tanked and they were like left left in the ditch so uh it, it, it was quite an interesting conversation just looking at it from a different perspective uh because i was here when the when the economic crisis happened but the way it affected me was definitely different from the way it affected everyone else around me so it was just good to kind of hear from somebody else how it affected them this 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 were people that made that made that made themselves out to be working class maybe working upper class cool um uh, but it took them from <laughs> from hero to zero in like like that so uh, the conversation kept on going on i mean drinks were flowing but i'd say this couple very very pleasant very very lovely did not do anything to 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 want to upset but they wanted to have a conversation and because we were we were young they wanted to hear young perspective and they talked about their kids how the kids are a bit older but i mean mentality wise people have people have People have the way they look at life quite similar to me with their parents because they live in that area, whatever the case might be. But it was cool. Uh, <laughs> they actually brought a very interesting story about one of the one of the sons. Um, um, he's married, has a daughter, and uh, this is where the conversation started to kind of get a bit more kind of like into the more social debate. And uh, was it about two years ago, something like that? I talked about how their the the daughter-in-law became vegan, and like she was like stone cold vegan like literally like would make her own uh, make her own dress all that kind of stuff strip out strip out food and stuff like that from what a kid um could eat but her mom was a nutritionist <laughs> so her mom came to visit and the first thing her mom said was like yo you need to feed this kid meat because this kid is literally deficient in quite a lot of minerals or whatever the case might be vitamins and stuff like that. but it was it was a nice conversation and then they were talking about how uh indoctrination when it comes to education system about how um in one of the in the schools that uh um, the, the granddaughter is going to they they have this notion that a black is bad when anything black is wrong is bad it's not it's, it's and just little little doctrines and stuff like that and it was quite interesting because they found it appalling they were like wait hold on that's that that that, that doesn't make sense it's like if you're telling kids that the color black is wrong. It's not just about dressing. It could be about how to look at somebody because someone might be that, a, a black person. Well, how would they associate that with? And they found it very, very, like, very, very distasteful that a school was propelling that kind of ideology to young kids. And well, the conversation was going on from there. And when I go hit the bar, got a couple of drinks. Uh, but on my way back, I could hear. I could hear the husband having a conversation with my girlfriend, and uh, they went into a space that was quite, very, was quite interesting and very, very, very like touchy. Uh, um, they were talking about transgender in sports, and I could literally just <laughs> look at my girlfriend because that's something that she, like, she, she's definitely kind of like in tune with that, with, with, with that topic and stuff like that. And the the husband came at it from a very, very genuine place. Like he's just trying to understand, like. The mechanics and, and and behind it, because it's one thing to talk about the the feelings, how this how it's meant to feel, but what about the practical nature of it? And so we were having a discussion, and 
my stance my stance is always my stance is always like all right cool but the data is it is it right that you have um, is it right that you have someone with higher testosterone even though they've gone to maybe testosterone reduction and stuff like that but still have benefited from being a man over over the years participating in female sport but i mean that's the conversation we're having that conversation and the next thing we know it kind of led into into race and um it was it was going okay until a comment a comment was made and it was a comment of he was trying to the husband was trying to inquire because back in the days it's like is and the way he said it was um what do i refer to you as and i was like what do you mean uh kind of like but it's like do i call you black or do i or do i use the word colored and the moment he said that, my girlfriend's face just went, mm. <laughs> but I was, I was okay because I could see that he was trying to inquire because, because he was talking about the current issue going on, race and stuff like that was in the news and they were like, and it's, and I, I, I let him know like, yo, no, color is not what to be used. In your days, it might, it might have been what's been used and in your circle or in the area you are, that might still be the words that's been used, but out in the world, no, it's not, it's it's not the word to be used. And, and we had that discussion with Anna Dow and they, from the start to the end, they were, they were so honest to be like, yo, we were trying to learn. We're just trying to learn from you guys because you guys are younger. You guys are from are from the city. You you guys are a lot, a lot more in tune with what is going on out there, the political debates and stuff like that. We're just here to learn. And I think that for me was quite interesting and it kind of led to that notion of the bubble because I, I, come, I come from this because I think the whole Brexit debate opened up a lot and I had to let people know most people ain't racist. Most people ain't, 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 ain't about immigration and stuff like that. You need to understand it's, it's, it's about bubbles. It's about bubbles. The reason why, <laughs> the reason why, all right, cool. People in London, like a lot of people in London voted to stay. Cool. But a lot of people outside London didn't vote to stay. We have to go look at what is actually happening in those people bubbles to understand why they chose not to not to stay it's not about it's not about just immigration and stuff like that you have to look at what is going on in those people's bubbles in those areas that are as far away from the metropolitan of london and like the whole the whole system here and actually go into local rural areas like things are way different people's life experiences are way different people's people's outlook on life are way different and i think for me that's always something i hold i hold true and I always say, I say that people's lived experience don't expect it to be the same as yours, especially if you live in 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 in, a, in an area that is that's a lot more a lot more integrated, has a lot of people from different backgrounds, different uh, different nationalities all together in the melting like the melting pot method. Uh, 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 method. Most areas in London and most areas in the UK isn't the, that's that isn't the case. So it's. It's understandable that people will have people look people look at life differently from me. And I'm always open to entertaining conversation because then I can learn what people think and I can also tell them what I think. If they can take that information I'm trying to give them and better themselves, I've done my bit. If they choose not to, I have still done my bit by putting out that information and putting out the reality I come from. But I also have to acknowledge that that is the reality some people come from that might oppose my reality. And it's about conversation. That's what it's about. It comes down to conversation. I'm one for conversations. 
so far in Amen is 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 so is surrounded with just common common decency, you know what I mean? Just just be decent to the person you're talking about you you're talking with, respect and stuff like that. I think conversations to be had. The moment you start running away from conversations, because 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 for whatever reason you 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 feel intimidated and stuff like that, then your experience becomes technically in, uh, uh, maybe invalid isn't the right isn't the optimal word to use, but it becomes invalid. You should always be open to having conversations, and yes, I don't get me wrong, you shouldn't always be there just to teach people about stuff. But if you can lend your lived experience out there, trust me, it could have a cascading effect on a lot of a lot of people's life, and 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 that for me is always a win. Same same thing happened when it came to the race debate that was quite prominent in 2020 and 2021. I was always willing to talk to people about race, about my lived experience as a black man, my lived experience as a Nigerian black man, my lived experience as a black man living in London, my lived experience as a black man living in an area in London that was quite racist. Those kind of lived experience, I have to kind of put out that information out there to people so that people can understand, so that people have the opportunity to understand, oh, wow, what I think is actually a bit, maybe a bit, a bit different from what someone's lived experience is. And then you can, you can push, you can push the needle in the right direction. You can push the dial in the right direction for change, for people, for progression, for people to understand more. For me, that's what it comes down to. But to today, I still hold that conversation I had with those people as one of the best conversations I've had all year because it showed that you can you can have a pleasant conversation and people can learn. I can learn from you, you can learn from me. So never shy away from a conversation. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Let's have a good conversation. 2022, whatever opportunity you have to have a conversation with people, try to do so. Try, try, try to be open to learning, but also try to be open to teaching people, because that's how we change through conversation. But yeah, that's this episode. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that is a wrap, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Let me know what you think about this episode and much more by following us on Instagram at Swishton underscore with Paul, and remember to like, follow, and share. On to the next one. Peace out.